is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. My next guest is super duper amazing. As you can see, she's absolutely gorgeous. And those that are listening, you'll have to go over to the YouTube channel and check her out because she's beautiful. She is a mother, which is very important, best-selling author, breast cancer survivor, motivational speaker, Fox News breast cancer expert, humanitarian. She had a modeling career nationally and internationally at the age of 11. She's a TV, radio, and podcast guest speaking on breast cancer and women's issues and best-selling author of the book, Walk Beside Me in its second publishing. And there's a lot more but I'm just going to leave it there because I'm going to introduce Christine Handy to the show. Christine, thank you for joining us today. Even though I just said all that, can you introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about your background? Okay. Yes. So prior to 10 years ago, I was a very um, excited and grateful mother and a model and a wife. Now, then I hit some roadblocks, which were some major illnesses, three major illnesses. And since those illnesses, including breast cancer, including 15 months of chemotherapy, including 23 non-elective surgeries, pause to just take a breath, um, including this past year, I I had three unfortunate surgeries as well. We'll talk about that later. And prior, okay, so going back, I was a mother, loved it, fulfilled, model, wife, that was it. Yeah, totally enough. But after my illnesses, I became a writer. I wrote a book called Walk Beside Me. I decided to take my story on the speaking circuit and I became a motivational speaker. And that's where my career absolutely shifted because going through all those illnesses, I realized that most the first 40 years of my life, although very happy, were not joyful. Right. And the reason I say that it was because it was very empty and fleeting and I was very lonely and I couldn't figure out why. And once you're faced with death and trauma and terrible things that happen to you, in particular for me, when an oncologist looked me in the eyes and said, this is your percentile chance of survival, you have to figure out really quickly what this life is about. And it ain't about the stuff because you cannot, there's no U-Haul behind the hearse. And so when I started to figure that out during chemotherapy, I started to realize that what I really loved to do was serve other people and inspire, but not for the self proclaim of me, right? It wasn't for the accolades that society was going to give me. That was in my past. I didn't live a transactional life anymore where you, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. I give away, I give away my compassion, empathy, and my story freely because I want to give people hope and I want to inspire people. So hopefully they won't have to go through what I went through. And that's just a little part of my story. No, it's beautiful. And everything you said was just very like profound. You know, there's no U-Haul behind the hearse. It's so true. You know, we get so caught, especially the society we live in, we get so caught up in the things, the, the labels, things. Yes. the labels, right? The labels. Exactly. The labels, you know, I'm a, I, you know, the, the title, the just whatever. I mean, yes, we get very caught up in it. And, you know, that's the whole reason why I started label free podcasts is to really kind okay. of encourage people to break out of those titles and seek that fulfillment, that joy, because I have not had, luckily, knock on wood, I have not had any um, health issues, but I did have a husband that had health issues and watching someone go through that and just seeing like how, like how precious life is. And if we're not living, if we, if we are not living a, um, a good life, we're not in our, if we're not living a joyful life or fulfilling right. life. It is very empty. Like I, I was, he was a ghost of a human being because he, I knew he wasn't going to make it. I knew he wasn't. 
and like uh, dealing with that day in and day out. And so he was a steroid. He was, he did steroids. And so he needed his third kidney transplant. And during when I, when I, I administered dialysis for two and a half years. Wow. And um, during that time he was still injecting. What? He was still injecting and I, I, we would fight and I was just like, you're being very selfish. So what is that going to do for you? And so through the last two and a half years, it was like, we were in and out of the hospital, like nonstop. And then towards the end, it was like, like once a week. And then the last 30 days he, he died in the hospital and I wasn't even there. Um, but he, it was just so for me, I, I realized now it was very traumatic for me after the fact, watching that, you know, and seeing like just the decline in, in his body, like he needed open heart surgery. Like they had to crack him open because he had done so much damage to his body. And it wow. just like, it gave me a completely new perspective on life, you know? Wow. Yes. This, yeah. So, um, I give it to you. I mean, you're at, for going through all that. You're absolutely gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I love having hair. I, I always look in the mirror. I'm like, Oh my gosh, my hair. I, I just love having hair. Yeah. When you lose it, it becomes oh. so much more valuable. Oh, for oh. sure. And I mean, I was bald. I was, there was nothing on my head. I was no eyebrows, no eyelashes. And, and when it came back, I just was like, thank you, God. Well, I bet you could rock that freaking bald head though. <laughs> I, I, bet wore you got I wore a lot of wigs. Did you? Hey, I well, love wearing wigs regardless. So I'm I did too. <laughs> so that had to be the fun part of it, I guess. <laughs> the part was not so bad. And also my kids wanted me to look like their mom. Oh. And so they wanted me to wear the wig. They didn't want me to come down for breakfast with a bald head. Oh, yeah, that had to be hard. But oh. look at like your what you've gone through to what it has brought you to today. And, you know, I mean, breast cancer, unfortunately, is a, is a really bad thing amongst women. And for them to for you to be an example of, you, you know, this guiding light that, you know, that that, that that can't that doesn't have to be that define you. And right. be what be what you are, because it's unfortunately. Right. I mean, it's just a hiccup in the road, and yeah. you know, to encourage and to encourage women to, once they they can get through it, and then there right. is so much more on the other side. So much more on the other side, and I think that's where my my story really comes in, because I'm not just a survivor; I'm a thriver. Yes. And to see what I've accomplished after post chemo is extraordinary. And I'm not saying that like, oh, you know, good for me. It's good for the society that we can show that. We need more people to show stories like that of hope and inspiration and grit and grace where you can just go through so much and just come out the other end and so much better. Yeah. Not just even the same, but so much better and have a self-esteem that's now unshakable. Yeah. I mean, when I was addicted to the labels and, you know, I got the guest campaign and I was modeling in, in Barcelona and working for Elite Worldwide, I, I was like, why isn't this filling me up? You know, I have all these clients that love me and I'm getting picked for this and this and this, but I need a bigger job. I want a bigger label. I want, yeah. you know, a bigger brand. And that, that just, you, you can never be pretty enough. You can never be smart enough. You can never be whatever, fill in the blank because you're measuring yourself against society. When you measure yourself against faith or just you measure yourself within your own self, it, it that all goes away. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, that is beautifully put. I totally agree with that. And I'm sure like during your, like you're going through all of your, your medical issues and going through the cancer and chemotherapy, you had, I'm sure you had some bad days. Very bad days. Yes. No, I definitely, um, there was a time where I didn't want to fight for my life because that was the third of the major illnesses. Yeah. And I really just said, I'm out. I am, I am taking the resources and I'm taking the attention and time from my children, from my family and my friends. And I'm like, this vacuum of negativity because I had gone from being a thriving mother, model, wife, self-proclaimed athlete to really somebody needing constant attention and not good attention. 
And so I just was like, it's better if I leave this world because I can't contribute. And the contribution that I had made for 40 years of my life was all external. So I thought when, when the external goes away, there is no contribution. Right. Well, certainly soon enough, I, when I started to actually fight for my life, I realized my contribution had nothing to do with my beauty. I knew it had nothing to do with the hair in my head, nothing to do what I look like. And it wasn't transactional anymore. My job in this life was to love and to serve and to, and to walk the way I was going to model for my kids was showing, you know, courage during this battle. I didn't want to show them that I was a sickly woman, like saying, Oh, you know what? I'm too prideful to ask for help. I don't need help. I don't need help. That's just pride and ego getting in the way. Yeah. You know, we, we should be able to ask for help because we should have the self-esteem to do it. But so often women, myself in the past, didn't have enough self-esteem and self-worth to, to say, I can't do this alone. Yeah. And once I figured out that that was pride and once I figured out that that was my, that was a handicap, my whole life changed. I was able to ask for help. I said, listen, I'm down to nothing. And they said, we're here to stay. And they stayed. My friends, my family, my kids. So that, that courage that they brought me gave me courage. Hello, my faithful friends. This episode is brought to you by Brian Tracy. That's right. New York Times bestselling author, internationally renowned success expert, thought leader, and one of the best professional speakers today. We are offering you a six-figure speaker free ebook. This course is designed for those who want to learn, develop, or improve the skill set required to speak confidently and effectively in front of an audience. So if you are one of these people, don't hesitate on this free offer and go click the link in bio. So did was there like a defining moment when you decided, so you, you were wanted to give up, but then you decided that you're going to fight. So was there something that happened that, that had that yes. created that mind shift? Yeah. So when I was diagnosed with cancer, it was October 1st, 2012, which is a terrible day because October, October is breast cancer awareness month. Uh, so I was, I was like, Oh my God, I have to look at pink for 30 days. Yeah. I just, well, actually 31. <laughs> I just got diagnosed <laughs> with cancer. I can't do this. And of course, you know, it's on the TV, it's on billboards. It's like all these companies want to partner up with breast cancer. So you, you can't turn on the TV without seeing something for breast cancer, right? Yeah. NFL, they all, they're all involved. And so I, I just couldn't, I couldn't even deal with it. So my son, my older son was in boarding school. And I said to my friends and family, you know what? I'm, I'm not, I'm not in this. I'm not going to continue, but I want to say goodbye to my son. And I didn't tell my son that he was 13 at the time. And he was supposed to come home the first weekend I was diagnosed. We got in trouble at school. Uh -oh. And so he couldn't come home. And well, so when he was stalled from coming home, my friends in the meantime, were coming over every day. And they were like, we're never going to leave your side. God's never going to leave your side. We will never forsake you and just watch how we show up. Well, they continued to show up and my son continued to get stalled. So three weeks later, by the time my son came home, I was all in. Yeah. My friends had convinced me that they would never leave me. And they convinced me that my story was valuable, that I was valuable and that they were going to show me how. And they were the hands and feet until I could stand on my own. And so that was the shift for me. That's a beautiful story. You have some good friends. I have some amazing friends. I yeah. really, my book is really about that because, you know, I think that the media portrays women as very catty and tearing each other apart. And in my experience, my friends carried me season after season, which is not easy. A lot of people give up on people during those times. And so my friends really carried me during, you know, all of those seasons. And so I wonder, I want to write a book about the narrative. It's a novel. It's not a self-help book, but that really shows 
shows how people should stand up for each other and carry each other through very dark seasons. And so people read my book and they just go, okay, this is how I can be a better friend. This is how I can show up for my friends. It's kind of a tool, right? To show people how to show up. It's really nice. Yeah. No, I love that. Well, it also says a lot about you that you didn't have like surface relationships and your friends were actually real friends. And I think that that's where people get confused of like having real friends, good friends versus surface friends. And yeah. So because that there is a difference there. I mean, unless there were some surface friends that turned out to be really good ones. I don't know. Right. But- no. Yes. I think that, you know, we are who we surround ourselves with without question. And who we pour into, those people typically pour back into us. So we have to choose wisely because those are the voices that we hear on a day-to-day basis. Very true. And, you know, I had uh, some learning lessons last year around all that. I'm very much into into networking and, you know, a little bit of the social scene in the Chicagoland area. Um, But I started pulling away after I met my now fiance. And I just started pulling away from all that because I started realizing that they weren't real friends and they were just all about the party and... Um, you know, I, I love good part. I love to party. Don't get me wrong. I can, t- I can throw them back. Like the, I can throw them back real good. <laughs> like I'm a vodka drinker, but my, my life is so much more than that. You know, it's more that it's more than just taking the pictures that everybody can see. I'm with this big group of people on Facebook. You know, I, um, I want to accomplish things. Good you for know, you. You know, I love my, po- I love my podcast so much. If it never freaking pays me a dime and supports me, I don't care. I will do it for the yeah. rest of my life because it has talking to someone like yourself and you reach, you know, we reach people by doing this. Me your story to my audience is like, it's a domino effect. Absolutely. It trickles down and you, we help people. We help Absolutely. people. And yeah. so that is so much more important to me than, you know, there's always going to be another party. Always. Um, you yeah. know, you can't, I can't, my, my fiance and I are going to Scottsdale. We're going to be partying our ass. <laughs> Scottsdale this week. Woo! Good for you. <laughs> it's a balance. You have to take time off too. You have to take time to celebrate as well. So especially with a significant other. Yes, for sure. For sure. But I love it. So your book is beside me. It's in its second publishing. What does that mean exactly? Well, I actually self-published it at first. Okay, and cool. then and then about six weeks after it was published, a publisher approached me, Morgan James, who's an amazing publisher and said, we'd like to republish your book under our publishing house. And, and so he said, you know, I can get it out of the country and to all these other places and all these other bookstores and, and libraries. And I said, I'm, I'm on board. The reason I wanted to self-publish was because I didn't want to go through the hassle of waiting two, three, four years to get it published. And so the way I did it was actually very, it, it turned out to be really well done because I didn't have to wait two or three years to get it published. Yeah. I published it, exa- I published exactly what I wanted to write. And then a publisher was given, his wife actually was given the book to her from a friend because she had breast cancer. And he said, this is an amazing book. I want to be a part of it. So it worked out really well for me. That's awesome. So that's why it's in its second publishing because it's been published twice. But that's great. That says a lot about just the popularity of the book and like what you created and telling your story is, you know, you're, you're helping others, which is, is a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. So you also are on the board of eBeauty, which is a national charitable wig exchange program for those who cannot afford wigs during treatment. Can you talk to us about that? Oh, it's one of my favorite things to talk about. eBeauty is an incredible organization that a friend of mine from Miami started about 10 years ago. Um, when she was going through treatment, the wigs were so extraordinarily expensive that it's hard for women who are paying these medical bills, who are trying to fight for their lives, who are trying to keep the food on the table for families, and then worrying about buying a wig. 
And so we have distributed over 55,000 wigs to women who cannot afford them. We have I know 55,000 in the United States. We've partnered with um, L'Oreal. They're our grant partner and Paul Mitchell salons. So we get grant money from L'Oreal and then we ship the wigs to Paul Mitchell salons and they wash and style them. And then you can go to our website, ebeauty.com and pick out the wig and color and cut that you like. And we ship it to you as for free. That's so great. there should be nobody going in the United States. We, we don't ship internationally. Our biggest cost is shipping actually, which is why we need grant money, yeah. but there should be nobody going through chemotherapy or treatment that doesn't have a wig. It's, it's just, you know, it's, we as women, there are certain things that we should have a right to have, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so that's what we're trying to do. It's an amazing organization. And, and I, I mean, I, I would imagine that going through that is kind of dehumanizing. And, you know, we are, as women, we're always up against, like you you said yourself, the prettier, the smarter, this, that, the other thing, yeah. you know, we measure it. Social media is so bad for us to do that. You know, and, and for me personally, I have to be mindful of that. If I'm getting caught up in like the scrolling and I'm looking at all these stuff and I'm like, Oh my God. You know, I'm like, I got to take a break, but going through having sick and, and, and going through the hair loss and all that, I can't even imagine what that does to your, just like your self-esteem and yeah. how you feel about yourself and just like, Oh, the overall. So yeah, I think that that is a, an amazing thing to offer Thank when you. they're going through that. So how do they qualify for something like just, that? It's honestly just free. If you, if you are going through treatment, all you have to do is fill out like your name and address and we just ship it out to you. Literally. That's it. Beautiful. beautiful. We don't need you to prove that you're going through treatment. You just, I mean, we trust that you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, there's opportunities out there. So oh, of course I'm sure there, that's happened, but we have so many wigs to give out. There's plenty. Oh, good. Okay. Well, that's yeah. amazing. And we're, we'll like plug all those links here in a minute. Yeah. So you also, your book is in production to become a film called Willow, the feature film directed by Z Zayed Hamza. Yeah. Zayed Hamza. He's an incredible man. Oscar award-winning director and writer. Look at you, girl. <laughs> Damn. I'm going. I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to keep going. Well, and, and I think that's just part of your journey though. Yes. You know, to go through the ups and downs and to come out and just, you know, people that give up, you know, oh, you yeah. wanted to give up, but look I at, the, look at what not giving up has allowed you to do and the things that you're creating and the lives that you're touching by not giving up and Absolutely. pushing forward. And, and maybe somebody just needed to hear that message today. That alone is powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's always darkest before the dawn. I mean, I could, I can speak to that myself. Like I've had, you know, plenty, <laughs> plenty <laughs> that man, like after my husband passed away, like I lived that larger than lifestyle. Like we flew private. I lived in a mansion. I had the Mercedes, the Ferrari, all that stuff. And it was all taken from me, all taken. I had to live on freaking food stamps. I was like wow. working four jobs. I mean, it was rough. It was rough and things are still a little rough because losing that is a lot to recover from. You know, the IRS was trying to collect $250,000 from me. I'm like, I have nothing, you know, like, how am I going to do that? I mean, I, I, I got out of that, but it was just, it was, a, it was rough. And I, there were times I was crying so hard. I wanted to give up. I wanted to oh. give up. I was like, oh, I bet you've been through a lot. We all, we all go through a lot, you know, it's all relative, right? You know, yeah. and like I said, only God, God gives us what he knows we can handle, you yeah. know, and or so gives you, or gives you the people that will help you, you know, or both. Yes. Or both. And then we, we have these stories, these incredible stories to tell that, that is like I said earlier, 
that yeah. trickle effect. It trickles down yeah. and yeah. It, it goes out there. It's like those, those uh, invisible like energy, like lightning that's coming off of our head and we're like touch yeah. <laughs> someone else. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So before we say goodbye, can you please plug all your links for people can find you? I mean, I would really like the, even the one with the wig would be great too. Okay. So it's ebeauty.com and it really is a great resource. So I would encourage anybody who knows somebody who's going, going through treatment to have them log on to ebeauty.com and sign up to get a wig. My website is christinehandy.com. Pretty much if you just Google Christine Handy, a lot of my stuff will come up. Okay. But my, my Instagram is christinehandy1. My Twitter is Christine Handy One and Facebook is Christine Handy. So just Christine Handy. <laughs> Perfect. And I'll put all those links in the, in the show notes so that, yeah. so that you guys can reach out to her directly. And if you know anyone that's going through um, treatment, you know, that's going through chemotherapy that is, would, could use a wig, that yeah. needs a wig, that would help boost their confidence while they're going through such a hard time, please don't hesitate to go to e ebeauty.com and take advantage of this beautiful service that they're offering you because we all deserve to feel our best selves no matter where we are in our life and Absolutely. it will get better. It always does. It always yeah. does. Yeah. Message um, for sure. So before I end the show, I always like to ask my guests for any last words of wisdom or advice to leave with the audience. Uh, well, what I tell myself every day, because life is messy, even today, let go and let God. Yes. Amen. Amen. And sometimes throughout the day, it's multiple times a day. I'll go, okay, let go and let God, because yes. I don't want to carry those backpacks of disappointment and, un and unforgiveness. Like I just want to get rid of all that. Yeah. Well, and you, and you, yeah. And you know, that's a choice and you can choose to either carry yeah. it and feel burden and heavy and blah, blah, blah. or you can just be like, okay, I feel this. I'm gonna let it go. Let you know, cause it's, it's healthy to feel like, those... yes, I love it. I love it. Well, Christine, it's been awesome having you as a guest today. You Thank are just you. a beautiful person and I'm Thank so excited to see like what else that you do. Thank you. So please keep us like, keep us up to date on any next project so that we can you know, make, do a follow up and let the audience know. And cause you're always welcome to come back and, and tell you. us how things are going. So definitely yeah. when the movie comes out, we'll do that. Oh yeah, yep, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Premiere. <laughs> All right, guys, this is your host, Deanna Kempel of Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, share, follow all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.